This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Wolf and Starks in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Well, you know, Max, I was watching film <clears throat> last night, and I just couldn't help it. You know, I mean, you look at you got a Linval Joseph who's having issues with his shoulder. You know, you got some guys like Justin Jones, and you got um, Joe Gaziano because you're missing three or four of your frontline people there. You know, the thought that um, you know you got a rather undersized defensive line, except for Joseph, who's a big, huge guy. But, you know, Justin Jones is only 6'3", 309, and you got Joe Gaziano is only 280. He's 6'4". Um, this is a front line that I think you can run on, you know, based on the fact they're already giving up a lot. But watching the individual matchups, um, it's not like these guys play with exceptionally low pad levels or anything. There's a lot of the stand-up locking out and that sort of thing. And I really think the guys will be loose and, and – be able to get after it, and you can make some hay on the inside tackle to tackle on these guys. Yeah, I, I, I think running trap, I think running zone, I think running counter and counter tray are going to be really important this week. It's different than when against Chicago, right, where you knew they had a very stout D-tackle group. Oh, yeah. Right? You and there were some serious run. beef eaters there. Yeah, you had, you, you had some serious – this is what I do for a living type of lunch pail type of guys. This is not that crew. This is Cali West Coast style, yeah. right? <laughs> Slim fits. You know what I'm saying? Skinny jeans uh, yeah. going, 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 going out. Sushi. You know? Yeah. Su- yeah. Sushi and avocado toast. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when you, when the Chicago boys were straight meat and potatoes, lunch pail. Listen, I'm about to sit here. And yes, I, I fit I fit a three foot sub into a two foot lunch pail. Okay, <laughs> that, that that's just how I am. But that 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 that's that's what you don't have here. And I think that's what's been proven is that you can go at them and you can actually give them some problems. Um, and you know they do have a, a three four look to them as well. Right. And I think they're kind of going through the same issues that that we have. Where where's the integrity? Except for I think we have more beef and more skill at those positions. Because even even uh, was it Uche and Wusu Wosu yeah and Wosu yeah yeah Uchenna I mean he yeah Uchenna I mean you can go and you can get the point on him I think a Pat Fryermuth and Zach Gentry you know have have a good shot at being able to to be able to base block him as well yes so I mean there's some great opportunities don't get too fancy I, I you know I get Bruce said it at, you know in the previous segments but. You know, yes, jet sweeps are going to be there. Yes, the motion is going to be there to try and confuse them. But at the end of the day, if you just line it up and run zone, split zone, as you call it, we used to call it Jackie. Okay. Um, because it was the fullback taking the jack, right? And you could have right. the fullback and the running back had the decision to either stay front side or stay backside. The jack is the inside backside backer. Right. So backside inside linebacker. Um, but. You know, I, I think this this is something where you, we can really make some hay and have some good things, even if we're going, you know, if we're going in motion with two tight sets or you do have Derek Watt in there and you're giving him so, some of the options because the play action could be that much more significant. If you can run a play off of it and then have and have it be successful and then run the play action off of that right. and then come back with either the run or another play act like it's all about setting up and i don't see a lot of setup 
but this is the perfect team where if you want to exercise and go through that through that exercise of running a play, then running out of the same formation and running a different play, this is the team to do it against because they're so hungry to want to stop the run that they will be overly aggressive at some point with trying to dive in on a run and the play-action pass will come in to help you. I think it would be absolutely phenomenal to be able to play-action pass under center, but able to go counter tray. That counter tray in a in a play action off of it, that's that's pretty serious stuff. That's good stuff because there's a lot of stuff coming at the front end. You know, you've got the yeah. down blocks coming. You see the guys pulling from the backside. So you initially you just want to buzz to your gap and be able to take on or confront whatever's waiting for you in your gap. And then all of a sudden the quarterback pulls it out and throws. Uh, that's but you got to set that up by going at him with the counter trap and being able to get some damage done with it. And that's the part about it. I hope that they're a little patient and they stay with it enough so that you bludgeon them. You know, you give them a bloody nose and, so, you know, suddenly they keep going, okay, you're bloodying my nose here. I got to stop this. Got to stop the bleeding here. And then that's when you have that opportunity to, you know, put the coup de gras on them, you know, as it were. Well, and, and also then now you can pull it and run bo- naked bootlegs off of it as with, well. With the train, Mason? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let, let, give him a naked rollout off of that. Yeah. That's right. Shoot, shoot. I mean, he's got the hard hat. Apparently, That's right. Apparently, yeah, he we, ran over whoever it was. I can't remember who it was, but he ran yeah, over we, the dude. Well, he, Tracy Walker. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's right. He, he put, we, we call that the lowbrow. He put the lowbrow on him. <laughs> we used to call it the log. The log yeah, was exactly. your forehead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But see, we call it the lowbrow because it's like that, that's, that right. for, that's a forehead. When you have the lowbrow, that means you have a really big forehead. <laughs> exactly Uh, so but but there's so much you could do but it's it's about setting up and executing right that's what it comes down to you must execute and set it up you can't have leakiness on backside cutoffs you can't have missed double team blocks you can't miss the guy in the hole or let him wrong wrong shoulder you and and peel you know peel you out of the hole like you have to go in and dig it out you've got to Come back hard and shut off the backside so that your tackle can, can can actually get a hand on the guy coming off the edge to shorten from backside. Like, everything has to go in sequence. We talk about this. Eight out of the 11 have to do their job for the play to be successful as I, well. Right. It I agree. We were talking about that yeah, yesterday. Let me ask you something. Who do you think comes away with a bigger game, Najee Harris or Austin Eckler? I got to believe this is a game that's primo for Najee. Because you know what? He's going to feel warm. It's going to be all nice and, you know, 70-ish. And it's like he's – I just think he's primed and ready to roll. You watch some of the runs that he put in uh, last week. You know, I mean, a little jump cut here. You got a little zig, a little zag. He ran with power, ran with speed, and he ran with elusive, elusiveness, if I, if I may say so. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I picked I, – I dubbed Najee last week to have a big game. It didn't happen. Well, 105 is still a big game. It it is, but it could have been so much more and a lot sooner had we been dedicated to it. I think that's kind of where it was. Yes, he had a solid game, but I think this could be the breakout game. If 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 they commit how I think they should commit, then this can be that breakout game on primetime TV again um, for the Steelers to really make a name for himself and really because, like I said, him and him and Austin are right there. Right. right there, three and four, 
Um, you know, and you think about Najee's touches is only behind Derrick Henry right now. So you've got to feed this beast, make him the feature guy, especially if Mason's going to be in there. Give Mason some breathing room, right? I think that's the other thing. When you're rushing it, you're not taking away from Mason. You're giving Mason more more room to work with. Right. That's um, what I believe. Plays. Yep. And it's better quality. And Mason's going to get better looks because of it. Because once you have to commit that guy, and Mason's seeing single high and getting more man coverage as opposed to zone, so much easier to throw against. You know, when you're throwing against man, because once he beats him, you know you're good. But when you're in zone, it's a pocket. They're passing it off. Where is the window? Is there a cutter underneath? You know, is there a sag guy? Are they bracketing but not really bracketing? Like, a lot more questions come into play. But when you actually get them into man because you're running the ball effectively, the eighth guy drops in the box. Right. And Pratt Firemuth runs the seam route. It's going to be a lot easier to hit him down the middle with, with no real support on the back end. Right. Exactly <laughs> so. Yeah, then the seat's too deep sitting on the seams just waiting for him. <laughs> well, here's the thing about it. Najee, okay, I, I pulled some of these down because I wanted to hit you with this and see what you think. All right, he leads the league in touches, in total touches, running and, and yeah. catching, all right? He's on a pace right now to break Lev Bell's club record of touches in back in 017 when he had 407, and he averaged 25.4 touches a game back in uh, uh, 2017. Now, Najee is sixth in the NFL rushing with 693 yards. He's seventh all-purpose yards with 961 based on 220 total touches. That's both running and receiving. Um, he's got seven games with at least 20 touches, which is pretty remarkable durability-wise. And he's averaging actually just one, one touch less than Lev, 24.4 touches a game. All right, and those are NFL highs, but... He's also got 17 games that, you know, Lev didn't have. So it's if he stays on pace, he's going to break that record. Does it worry you that it might be um, running the wheels off time for this guy coming down the stretch? I mean, I mean that, that's always going to be a concern, but I think it's dictated on how that guy feels. I mean, look at Derrick Henry the last couple of years, right? Right. You know, you started feeding him and feeding him, and he got better the more he got fed because he got into a zone. And I think for Najee, you know, he seems to be a guy that knows how to take care of his body, and he and he's going to do the necessary things off the field. But, you know, I don't think you run the wheels off of him. I think you just worry about what the balance is. When he's tired, take him out. Like when he says he's tired, believe him. Take him at his word, right? Right, <laughs> you know? right. Uh, you know, and I, I think they've been good about that. Like knowing when to spell him, when to bring guys in. Remember, there was a spot where Kalen Balaj was in for a se where, for a couple of plays in the yes. series in a row. Right. So I mean, as long as you're just being smart about that, but still, he's the bell cow. He knows he's a difference maker when he's on the field. Um, so I, I would say keep keep doing it at the rate you're doing it because I mean, guys like Eric Dickerson and um, who else is in front of us? Eric Dickerson and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. They all have 400 plus their rookie year, and they were and they're now Hall of Famers. Yeah, uh, Edron James. Edrin uh, okay, Edge James. James. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, let me ask you: Would you agree with this statement or not? But I mean, in, in my mind, uh, the coaches—you can't worry about career lengths. You know, where a lot of people go, you want their, their job is to win and win now. It's not to pace out or extend a player's career length. That's not part of the job equation. You know, I no. see. That's where I think a lot of people get all bent out of shape. They say, "Well, 
you know, if you cut back and, and you go over the four, well, if you do allow them to go over the four hundred mark, uh, they seem to, you know, not recover well from it. What I, you know, my point is, you play to win now. You don't play to win uh, and extend a player's career. That just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, coach, I, you know what? I can't do this goal line play. Right. I already got seventy six of those. I can't go seventy seven. I'm sorry. Uh, just for my long term health and well being, I'd like to play another five years. So I'm going to need you to kind of back down on my snap count. On <laughs> doesn't really work, collisions. does it? Just just listen to me saying it. You're yeah. just like, what is he saying right now? Exactly. Could you imagine a? Hey, coach, listen. I'm trying to make it to uh, my third contract. I think we, we that'll be a good zone for me to get a Super Bowl. So I'm just going to hold <laughs> off. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to worry about this year's Super Bowl because I, I need a little bit more break. But uh, you know, one coming up. Yeah, yeah. Three years from now, will you still be here? That'd be great. Because be, I plan on being here. <laughs> oh, that's get a great here. conversation. Get out of here. <laughs> I'd like to be a fly on the wall in that one. Had Chuck Knoll had that with somebody, because that would not happen. All right. Yeah, it, well, it would have been a one and done because the guy wouldn't have been there the next day. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. We'll be back Got with more chart, in the locker coach. room. <laughs> Got these analytics I want to talk to you about, Chuck. Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. All right, it's time to head for the phones. The number is 412-919-1316. And we are going to the phones here with Big John in Texas. Texas. Yeah, come on in, Big John. How you doing, brother? Good, good. How y'all doing today? Doing good, doing good. All right, Max. Well, uh, I know, uh, you know, with T.J. Watt out, uh, possibly on Sunday, uh, looks like Taco Tuesday's going to be on Taco Sunday. <laughs> so I'm hopefully we yeah. go with Taco Charlton, mm-hmm. you know. I know he's been a, you know, new guy. And like you said, you got to, he's going to put in some time this weekend, see how he does, you know, with Minka. I mean, this is what you got to do. Like Mike Starks has always said, you know, next man up. You, you know, Wolf, like you said, you were ready to go, and then, you know, he goes into the locker room, comes in with the, you know, gets uh, taken care of in the locker room. And then, you know, you miss your chance. But like you said, this what's all about. You know, team sports. Next person up when somebody goes down, you have you rely on the next person behind you to come in and do their part to get you a victory or at least, you know, get your get your team a shot at, at a, you know, having, you know, not missing too much, but yeah, I'm ready for Sunday. Uh, I'm still thinking, yeah, everybody's like bummed out about the tie with the lions. But to me, I think it's uh, not a loss, but it, it helps us uh, later on. So 
I'm just hoping, you know, TJ Minka, and if Ben decides to play, then, you know, hey, well, they'll be ready next week for, you know, divisional Bengals. You know, we got division next two opponents coming up division with the Bengals and then the Ravens looking ahead. But, hey, you know, we're getting down to uh, December football, and that's where the uh, the weather changes, and that's where you got to get tougher. But, you know, I'm just a guy who's uh, – here sitting on the couch looking and trying to, you know, hold, you know, know what y'all go through. You know, you know, I don't know what y'all go through. I know it's a tough ordeal, but, you know, uh, December's coming and just knowing what y'all, y'all's history and dealing with those uh, types of uh, times of the year with the element and just you're hurting and, uh, you know, but at the end of the tunnel, you know, there's the light, the playoffs. So, I'm ready. Hopefully we'll get a victory on Sunday. Uh, you know, the canopies getting ready to be hopefully overrun by Steeler Nation, and uh, we'll be watching. Y'all have a good uh, time, and y'all be safe while you're out on the West Coast. All right, will do. No, we appreciate it. And like you said, I mean, this this is a challenge. You know, opportunities are available. Adversity strikes uh consistently throughout the season that's the one thing you can depend on is adversity hitting yes at you some can point and you know this is just another bump in the road and i think the steelers you know we went through adversity earlier this year and uh you know we didn't go through it as well but i think we'll be better for it going through this exercise a second time around there's some things that you learn along the process like you said you know it's going to be taco sunday regardless right. of how we look at it um, even if TJ is able to go, you still got to put him on a snap count. You would still have to limit his exposure because he is coming off of injury. So I think you would still expect to see, you know, how Derek Tuska and how Taco Charlton work on filling that role and how that outside linebacker rotation is going to be in this game. You know, do, or do we use bigger line sets? You know, that's the other. Yes, sub. that's a consideration yeah. also. But I'll say this, and this is what I find fascinating, because the next man up mantra is a truism. Now, the expectations are, are you know, that you're going to play at a certain standard. And it's, it, you know, let's face it. We know that there's a gap between a T.J. Watt and somebody else. But if I'm Taco Charlton, if I've been a first round draft pick, if I've been to a couple of teams now, and I, I'm on my third or whatever team that uh, uh, I, I, well, actually, I was drafted two spots ahead of T.J. Watt. If I have the opportunity to come out and play a game and do the best that I can do, I got to believe this is something that has got to be like absolutely motivational for a young guy like him, and also understanding that, that you're running out of chances. Yeah, I mean, there's only so many opportunities you get in a year. This isn't baseball, right? Ah, we blew an entire series. That's okay. We got 120 more games. You know? Right. <laughs> no, no, no. Each game is magnified. And the le later you go in the year, the more meaningful those games are. And you only get 17 counted opportunities. Because, uh, you know, we have the preseason. But right. 17 counted opportunities to then get a week-to-week -week opportunity in the postseason. Absolutely. And that's what you're fighting for. So it's, se it's 17 to get 18. And then, and then, at, 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 you know what I'm saying? Seventeen like that, to get eighteen. I think that's good. That's like new math. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you just you need because you need one more. You need one more after that, and then everyone you stack on that is a bonus. So you you want to get to that that the end of that that rainbow or the end of that tunnel. Um, 
But your deeds that you do in those first 17 will determine it, where you get, if you get that chance or not. Is your pooch playing with the squeaker toy? Yes, it's a squeaker <laughs> toy. I, try, I tried to hide that freaking thing, and he, oh, my God, it's so annoying. I'm so mad right now. All right, let's go back to it. the phones. We got Ozzy in Kansas. Ozzy, come on in the locker room. Good, good morning, guys. Max just pulled the squeaker toy away from his dog. Because <laughs> he came yeah, to me. Funny. You got him. He got him. Got him. Look at that. Now he's mad, too. He's mad. He's, <laughs> he's running around the room. He's grumping out. <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Ozzy? Hey, I'm, hey, guys. I'm playing a little bit of catch-up. I'm going to uh, call you lately. So, uh, first off, I'd like to give game ball to McLeod for being involved in the game and hanging on to the ball with all those opportunities to uh, have something negative happen coming back from a rebound game. All right. uh, I'm with you. I'm a a fan of Mason as well. Uh, Give him a game ball for last minute getting thrown in the fire. And, uh, you know, he had one short, uh, short uh, underthrown ball in the end zone that could have made a difference. But, you know, the circumstances, and we should have been running on first – we should have ran it four t- four times from the five yard line. Smash mouth football, what you guys have been talking about. Right, right. And, yeah. And, um, also, uh, Tyson was out. Was it last year, or year before? And our run game in the uh, run defense uh, suffered, and now we have two and Tyson out. So, and uh, Bush struggling to come back to find his way from the injury. Uh, that's just, it's killing us. Uh, yep. And the defense don't get any game balls, uh, as far as I'm concerned, as bad as 200 and some yards and about the third quarter rushing us. Uh, and the coaching, uh, I don't understand, you know, why that didn't get shut down. We got to sell out and make golf throw the ball because he's been known in inclement weather to, he's been known to turn the ball over anyways, let alone inclement weather and being hurt. I just thought that was, that was crazy. Um, also, uh, I am a fan of Oak Island as well, guys. So <laughs> okay, there we go. Kind of, I know this ain't football related, but um, I'm kind of disappointed that they're uh, handcuffing them a little bit. How about that? And, yeah, uh, you that's, know, uh, that's a sad deal. That is nine years of watching this series, and now they're doing that. So, oh, I can't so. believe it. It's driving me nuts. They're going to start cutting back on where they can dig and where they can. You know, excavate and where they can get the, you know, what was the hand thing, you know, where they, you know. Oh, the hand scanner. Yeah. yeah, You know, I mean, come on, man. You got to let these guys find it now for crying out loud. We're talking 300 years. It's been hiding in there. Well, and and they did it for nine years that brought it the attention. What's that? Exactly. They brought attention to and, it. And yeah. we don't have millions of dollars, and then it's not even our property, like they said. They, they put millions of dollars, plus they bought, they own the property. I don't. They're, they're definitely, you know. I know. I. It's it's when you get more government, that's what happens. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> more red tape. Yeah, red tape. Sad, sad, sad thing. But uh, real quick, um, uh, I would like to ask you guys: where Where's the when you guys come to Arrowhead? Like I told you, I'd like to meet up with you possibly talk to a wife about maybe making making some chocolate chip cookies for you guys uh, there we uh, go press entrance or whatever you guys were talking about uh, i don't know what our travel plans are buddy you know i mean brother yeah. we will we, yeah we'll, we'll we find out when we get there 
Yeah, we just yeah, found we, out what our travel plans were for L.A. <laughs> like yesterday, last yeah. night. <laughs> yeah. So when we get closer, we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a blessed day. Thank you, Ozzy. Right, I appreciate you checking in with us, brother. You. All right. That's Ozzy from Kansas. Always, always a good call. All right. We got one more call we can get into in this segment here. Let's go to Wilson in Connecticut. Wilson, you're in the locker room. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. Good How's morning. Hey, can you hear me fine? I'm out here. I'm out here, your friendly neighborhood mailman. I'm, I'm up in Connecticut, the Northeast. <sighs> I'm out here delivering mail, running, walking hills. I see trees with the leaves coming down, and all I can think of is football right now. Right. Neither rain nor year. wind nor slow, sl- snow sleet or what? Or snow. Yeah, sleet, sleet or, or snow. snow. Okay, nothing stops you guys, right? The mailman. Nothing. Nothing stops us. We're exactly right. And if they run the ball this week, nothing's going to stop us. <laughs> oh, what a segue. Ah, there it I is. I love it. Can, I have, listen, guys, I have no doubt that we were gonna win, we're going to win this game. It's, it's basically a home away from home game. There's not going to be any. Chargers don't have any fans. It's Steelers Nation every time we go there. So we're going to be home, basically. There's no place like home. <laughs> Run the ball. I feel like you, you guys ever see, I know you had to see the, the uh, NFL films where Cowers uh, in Joey Porter's face, and he's like, rush the quarterback. Right. Let's, let's, let's remix that. Let's remix that with the goals of Cowers. Like, run the ball. Just run the ball. That's all you have to do. He, I need, they need, at least by halftime, 20, 20 rushing attempts. I want 30-plus rushing attempts in the game. I don't care if they're down 7, 14, 21. If we're down 21, we're not coming back anyway. But at least it'll, it'll put in these guys a mindset of running the ball at, at all costs. We have to run the ball. It's as simple as that. And, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but right. you, I think you two guys need to uh, take, pay a little visit to Mr. Canada and, and uh, <laughs> sit, him down, sit him down on your lap. I know, Tunch, you kind of resemble Jolly St. Nick. You sit him down his lap, on your lap and you just tell him what he's getting for Christmas. And it's a run game. <laughs> can, I tell you, can I tell you something, brother? My kids don't yeah. even hardly listen to me at times. I feel you on that one. I feel you. I, my, my son just turned 30 years old, and at this point, I don't tell him anything. It's just like I, I give a couple words of advice, and I keep it moving. So, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, this, this game, I mean, I, I said it last week, and I'm going to continue to say it. It's like uh, all this motion stuff and – Fancy, right. schmancy crap. No, down and dirty. Just dumb it down and run the ball and let the chips fall where they may. And uh, that's it, guys. That's I like it. it. Wilson, I got to correct you on one thing, but only because I was there Saturday night, as Max was. We were there for the Hall of Honor celebration as they were inducting the latest. Greg Lloyd was the guy that Cower said. Oh, Said yeah, just Lloyd, yeah, right? it was it was because Greg ref, referred to it while he was speaking, and he said it was Cower came up and said just rush the passer, and he's like, well, do you understand that you know the guy it was a running play and the guy broke containment, <laughs> you know it was like it was but Cower just was having none of it, you know, but it was funny the way that Greg explained the whole thing, but it was Greg Lloyd that Cower said that too. 
I'm sure there was a face full of spit that came with that. <laughs> it's like sitting at the front row of a Gallagher concert. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh exactly. God. Smashing watermelons. All but, right. uh, yeah, yeah, guys, listen, happy holidays. I'm sure I'll talk to you again before before the, all the festivities. Have a great weekend. And uh, let's go Steelers. All right. Thank you so much, Wilson. We appreciate you. And we appreciate you out on the front lines. Bring in the snail mail, right? I mean, that's the way it is. We love our mailman, no doubt about it. All right, Max, we got to go to break, and we'll come back with the last segment. We'll be back after this. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. Ready for the final bell. The last segment of In the Locker Room here. Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh, Steelers Nation Radio. And we've got Nathaniel out in Los Angeles. Nathaniel, hello. Welcome to the Locker Room, my friend. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? Cannot be any better than I am right now. Just uh just God's grace, man. It's a good. It's just good. Feeling good. Okay. Um I was hoping to to uh make it to the game this weekend, but uh, all our you know, we started out at the beginning of the season. We marked this game, you know, new stadium, SoFi, you know, a couple of buddies of mine here in LA. Right. Uh, and we marked this game. Hey, we're going to this game, and, it, you know, it all fell through. So. Ah, bummer. I won't be there. Yeah. But, you know, hey, you know, that's what they have TVs and things for. So I'll be able to <laughs> still catch the, catch the game, you know. No doubt nation. about it. What's going to be on the menu, yeah. huh? What are you going to have a little snack oration at home? Well, you know, I'm kind of doing a, 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 a special diet right now. Oh. So I don't – I won't have – that you would want to eat. So, yeah, in other words, there's no comfort food, right? I mean, we're we're talking no lasagna, nothing like that, yeah. no pizza. No, no, no. Okay. No, no lasagna, no pizza. All no right, lasagna, brother. Nothing like that. But, I like mean, you know, but enjoy yourself, as <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> Amen to that. Especially, yeah, I don't yeah, know if you and, heard and, uh, if you heard Tom Bradley, the coach, was on. Supposedly, he left his, his credit card for us at a restaurant there, Max. We can run that baby yeah. up. Ding. Exactly. <laughs> At Nobu. I'm looking for it. Bradley, reservation for two, yeah. but we're eating like eight. <laughs> yep. Well, you know, I just want to see us, you know, play the best we can with what we have. You know, run the run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And, uh, you know, minimize. If, if it's going to be Mason, you know, he should, he should only be throwing, you know, no more than 25 passes you know, in the game. I mean, ideally is what you'd want. And then, you know, maybe, you know, he took off and ran, you know, a, a play last week. He got, he got slop, uh, what do you call it? Snob, slobber knocker. Oh, he dropped a slobber knocker on Tracy Walker, man. He was the train. He put a hit on the yeah, dude, man. Did. Yeah. He hit, he hurt the defender. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't want to see him do that, but I mean, you know, take off and, you know, with the, the protection breaks down, you know, take off and, you know, if you see a scene, you know, take it. I mean, Absolutely. Faster than, yeah, he's a little faster than Ben. I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson or anything like that. But, you know, he's got some He's got some mobility. He slides well in the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm, I'm cool. I'm cool with, with, uh, with Mason. 
I am so, too. I don't know yeah. the, why the uproar about Mason, other than the fact that I think everybody expects the next quarterback to be a franchise quarterback, when in fact there was over 21 years there was no franchise quarterbacks in between Terry Bradshaw and Ben Roethlisberger. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's a yeah, lot of quarterbacks. This. You know. But remember this. I'm, you know, I was there when they drafted Bradshaw. I was there when they built Three Rivers. Right. And when when Chuck Knoll first came in and when they drafted Joe Green, Bradshaw was pretty bad in the beginning. <laughs> yeah. They knew how bad Bradshaw was in the beginning. I mean, you got to give – guys have to have a chance to play. Absolutely. I mean, you, at, you know, but he only played, what, 10, 10 games? I mean, come on. You know, it's not enough to, you know – Bank uh, say he's you know he's going to be a you know a top notch you know cat especially with the way these defenses are faster now these these guys are bigger they're stronger they, the game just moves I think a, a whole lot faster you know then I mean now than it did than it did then. Well, you know what? Yeah. There's a lot of differences between then and now, you know. But I yeah. will, I will say this: Look, the the basic elements are still there, and you know as well as I do. You need a run game to support your pass game, and the more you can make it a fifty-fifty thing, I think the better off you are because it does lead to or lend to keeping a defense having to go through their keys, whether it's run or pass, you know, and that creates at least some sort of hesitation as they're reading their keys. So. That, to me, in my mind, it helps to really, um, I don't know, balance the offense out. If if you get too one-sided, it, unless you're an unbelievable player like Ben is at uh, points in time in his career, uh, you know, it, it's too, 50 passes is just too much just about for anybody. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, Well, anyway, you know, you guys enjoy your time in, in SoCal. Uh, I, I haven't been to the stadium yet but i i know it's a it's a beautiful place so max keeps calling it a cap open air canopy it is it's yeah, a well, it's, it's a, fa- it's a fancy carport it's, it's it's a huge it's a huge place so don't get lost trying to get lost out there but you know and enjoy and enjoy the self enjoy yourselves and uh you know let's go Steelers. absolutely yes, go thank Steelers. you nathaniel appreciate you brother thanks for coming in the locker room man oh yeah max you know, you look at this game and it's come down to a couple of things. One of the things that I, I think is going to be so very important is going to be whether or not uh, you can, defensively speaking, get anything out of Taco Charlton and, and Derek Tuska. Uh, you know, those those guys, they're going to be huge if Derek Watt, uh, t- sorry, if TJ Watt can't play. The other thing about it is, again, you know, you've got a guy like Austin Eckler. The inside linebackers, their play is going to have to be something that, you know, they got to step up and make some plays, and that's uh, another concern that you got. You know, I, I I'm not afraid of any of their tight ends. They don't really seem to be anybody that that really bothers me. But you know, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, especially. I mean, Keenan Allen, he's a beast, man. He is really. I'm, I'm impressed with him. You watch him run routes. He is really pretty good in that area. No, well, Keenan Keenan is the one. That's going to c- command all the touches, right? He's going to command the lion's share of targets in this game. And then you look at it and you say, okay, well, Mike Williams, his targets have been going down since the first five games of the season. So he's not getting looked at as much. I think it's probably because of the inconsistency in catching the passes. Um, but then there's Austin Eckler. So, you know, Austin Eckler, 
might be second in targets in this game. So your linebacking play is even going to be even more heightened because when he doesn't get the ball in the handoff in the backfield, you still have to know where he is because he can also be the guy that can beat you on swing routes, on some of your intermediate checkdowns. You right. still have to know where he is every time that he's in the game. You know, watching him on film, you look at him, whether he runs a circle route from the backfield, the wheel route going up the sidelines, or whether he sneaks through the line of scrimmage to turn around and, and post up in an option route underneath in man coverage or zone coverage there. I mean, the yeah. guy is is sneaky. <laughs> I don't know yeah. a better way. He's just sneaky, and he's sneaky good. He's the butler for Mr. Deeds is what you're saying. He's very, very sneaky. <laughs> there you go. Are we got anybody yeah. else, Jacob? We got a caller on the board? Oh, it's okay. I'm sorry that it wasn't up on the on the screen. Well, we got we got to get Cr and Juan, and it wouldn't be a complete I mean, week I, without him. I was about to say. I was about to say what happened. I was like, how did they not call in? All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's get Cr and Juan in. Hello, guys. How you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. This is Cr Austin in Chicago and Juan, the Carolina Connection. How you guys doing? Fantabulous. Oh, how you yeah. guys? All right, Cr, go ahead. Okay, hey guys, uh, we got uh, three calls yesterday, 24 calls this week, including five first-time callers, 171 calls this season. Uh, and um, uh, 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 you're like our statistician. Uh, I like that. Yeah, huh? yeah. We he, got our own stat. We've, we've we've got our own analytics department right yes, here. Yes, right here. It's it's CR. <laughs> hey, this, is our, this is our analytics department. Hey, Ozzy, the last time you called in, it was actually 28 September, and uh, Big John out of Lockhart, Texas. If I didn't know better. I think I was listening to Willie Joe Namath, man. You sound just like Namath. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Maybe it is Joe Willie, okay, huh? Juan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Juan. Hey guys, you know me and CR was going to get on. You know, you know we got, you know we make the show, so you know we going to get out, get in here. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so what uh, do you got? All right. So like everybody was saying, and I'm gonna keep saying it. Ryan, the ball, and also, I don't want to have any flashbacks. Uh, when Keenan Allen was in high speed, and we had a linebacker covering him, so we got to do something about that. No, no question yeah. about it. Now, here's one of the things that I'm I'm really wondering about. You've got Joey Bosa down, one of the edge setters, right? I believe I, I got to believe that you can get with Zach with, um, uh, you know, with uh, Pat Fryermuth. I I believe you can capture the edge. I think you can get outside on these guys. Now, the one guy that to me, there's two guys on that defense that absolutely you got to watch out for, and that's Kaiser White the inside linebacker, and Derwin James. Derwin James is like a linebacker, safety, all-around monster there. I I got the total respect for him, Max. What do you think? Yeah, yeah I, I do. I do. I mean, I think you've, you've got to figure out a way to contain him. I mean, that, that, that's, that's really all it is um, because that is the be- that, 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 that's the main engine for Justin Herbert and company. So – I'm I'm not as No, as Derwin James, I'm talking about the safety. Oh, sorry, the safety. I was thinking the other way around. My bad. Yeah. No, I mean I think I think he's a guy who can't take but he's got injury history. That's the other thing. I think that's where you kind of you But is he on the injury report? Hard. He's not on the injury report, but it, it it's always a, a moment away. I yeah. mean that's the thing cuz as good as Derwin James has been and he's been touted as being this guy he gets dinged up in game so many times and loses time in game. I question if he's going to be able to play the whole time. I mean, I, I, you know, that's just always been my my kind of thing. Like I've always wanted to, and this is not because he's a, 
He's a Seminole alum, and I'm a Gator. Oh, here this we go. Not go back to collegiate. Things, <laughs> but, uh, He's lying but, through his teeth, fellas. Don't you think? It's all about him being a se- Seminole and him being a Gator. Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm I'm the Gator. He's the Seminole. Let's get it right. Oh, I'm sorry. Gonna, that's if, right. If, if we're gonna throw it, let's throw the rock in the right direction. Well, uh, I got no. it bass backwards. And the overall ranking of the following categories, uh, which is total yards per game, total rushing yards per game, total passing yards per game, and uh, total points per game, uh, there's a split uh, w- with the uh, offense uh, going against the defense. The advantages is 62 for the Chargers. The, the two categories that the Steelers lead in is uh, total points per game with the Steelers' defense at eight, uh, 20.6 points per game versus the Chargers' old at 15th with uh, 24.3 yards per game. The second is rushing yards per game with the Steelers' old at 26th with 94.7 yards per game versus the Chargers' D. We got to wrap up, fellas. We're up against the end of the show, bud. Give it to us. Here it is, then. And the bottom line is run the ball. And Yenta talking is run the ball. And food shops and restaurants worldwide is run the ball. And Arizona, home of the largest a number of speakers of the native language in America, continental 48 states, is run the ball. We're out of here, fellas. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. I love it. Thank you, guys. I'm glad somebody else wants to run the ball. No question about it. Max, you're going to do the USC-UCLA game tomorrow, and then you'll meet me in L.A., right? I will meet you at the hotel after the game. Sounds good. Well, we'll have a lot of fun. Stay tuned because next up, of course, is the Godfather in person. He's probably over my shoulder here now making threatening eyes at me as I got to clean out here and get out of his way. But you stay tuned because you want to hang here for Stan Saverin coming up after this. Max, have safe travels. God willing, we'll see you out there. And let's go Steelers on Sunday. Yes, safe travels, Wolf. All right, brother. We'll see you.